Before we begin, we have a public service announcement with uh, Jay Staten. <laughs> hey, I have a simple ask of everybody. So we have really appreciated the love and the contributions you guys have all made. And we are really excited to grow more and expand. If you know somebody who is moving to Berlin or needs some help, do not hesitate to send them this podcast. You can send them the URL, everyone.berlin, or you can send them strictly through your podcast app that you're listening from. Um, we are really wanting to grow and expand our community. So we really appreciate your support and contribution. More than a year ago, yes, episode two of our podcast, we talked about finding a place to live in Berlin. A year and uh, three months have passed. How's it going, Jay? Have you found a place to live in Berlin? More than a year later, we are still trying to find a place in Berlin. Let me correct that. Find a place where I can live by myself long term in Berlin. You have found a place to live. You're not living on the street, but it's not a permanent situation still. No, it's it's like it's an unlimited if I wanted to be. I'm grateful. I'm always say that I'm grateful that I have a place to live. It is a vegay and I don't have like any time limit on it. What's a vegay? A vegay is essentially just a flat where there's more than one person living into it. Yeah, so, and you're not a couple. So yeah. shared shared apartment. Um so, but of course, I assume like everyone, we all want to have our own place. We all want to be a little bit more in control of our living situations. Um, and not surprisingly, <laughs> I'm still in, in the bubble of the, the limbo period of waiting for um, a place. And I've realized like a few things, um, a few of the struggles and we kind of just wanted to address that um, and see if possibly we can give guidance and maybe you guys will have better luck than I will. <laughs> it is the number one topic in Berlin for everyone. There's just not enough housing. They're not building new places fast enough for many reasons. I don't know. It's a political problem. It's a problem of infrastructure, of workforce of i don't even know there's so many reasons why there's not enough housing but berlin is growing people are moving to berlin and it's really difficult to find a place to live and you've learned a few things i have moved several times in berlin uh luckily uh, i first moved here in 2012 when we thought the situation was dire but compared to today it was actually you know back then it was like okay it's probably gonna take me two to three to maybe four months to find a place. And that seemed crazy, but it was like there was no question that you're gonna find something mm -hmm. in that time span. These days, it's more like, will I ever find something? Do I have to move to Leipzig? <laughs> and the crazy thing is, I hear stories like that from people, from couples. Mm -hmm. couples who like have been moving place to place for years mm -hmm. and still are living in like some temporary sublet places mm -hmm. it i'm an optimist i'm i i will promise i'm being an optimist but this shit is hard mm -hmm. <laughs> this shit is hard and then whenever 
you talk to people who have found a good decent place, they're always like, "Oh, I just got lucky." Mm-hmm. Um, like that that quote, "I just got lucky." I just got lucky. Four words is what everyone says. Everyone says. Um, but yeah, I'm so hopeful. I'm so optimistic, and I think there's like, I'm always like, okay, let me at least do all that I can do. Mm-hmm. So at least you know the issue is not necessarily on my side. It's more on just they're not not responding to my messages and stuff like that. Exactly. I mean, luck is a huge part. I also feel like I got lucky, but you're also just not ever going to get lucky if you're not well prepared. Like part of the reason I got lucky was because I was the fa- like very fast and very well prepared and had like all of my stuff ready to go. And that's basically what we're trying to do with this episode is making it so that you can Yes. Be lucky. Yes, because I like took a step back and realized, like, for example, on the emo scout website, um, you you have the option to have like the paid subscription, and with this paid subscription, your profile always gets on the top. And then I realized that most likely they probably ignore anybody who does not have that paid sub- subscription, um, because it, and the reason also why I think this is because. My flatmate um, is leaving for like a month, so we just he's just sublet his apart his his room, and when we were on like the Vige Kazoot website, Vige Gesucht. yes, Kazoot. Oh, I was close. Um, I was seeing how he was looking through the applications, mm-hmm. and I realized that okay, if he if we're looking through it like this, I can only imagine how actual real estate agents are looking through it. One, we are looking at, do you have a face picture? Two, we're looking at, do you look sketchy? Three, mm-hmm. we're like, we're looking, okay, like how's your introduction? You know, so there, there there's these standards that if you probably don't match the standards, you're going to get filtered out because there's going to be somebody who already has that standard. And like I said, it's a very competitive market, so. If you don't meet these certain qualifications, I can only imagine that you're going to just be ignored automatically. You might still be ignored even with all that, but you'll even be extra, extra ignored. Absolutely. Yeah. So ImmoScout, by the way, both of these websites we mentioned in episode two, Finding a Place to Live in Berlin. If you haven't listened to that, you should still listen to that episode, I think, because we're not going to repeat everything from that episode. ImmoScout. 24.de is like the biggest commercial website where people announce apartments now it's basically there used to be like different ones but now it's that's basically where it's happening and it used to be fine to just be on the free like free account but i completely agree that paying while you're looking just makes sense now unfortunately because whatever edge you can get yeah, it's just gonna help. And like for me personally, uh, the the reason why I got lucky with my apartment was because I was incredibly fast. So basically, mm-hmm. my workflow was that I had a well defined search on Immoscout where I basically put the parameters of maximum price, minimum two rooms, or whatever it was, and then these areas. It was most of Berlin, but not the outskirts. Um, and you can define a search like that. And then I didn't have email notifications once per day or even when they come out. I had push notifications to the mobile app as soon as a new thing came out. That's what I so I was getting a lot of push notifications, but 
during that time, I just made it a habit to immediately tap them. And then just based on the pictures, I was I would just scroll through like a few pictures. And if I thought that might be reasonable, I would send my application, which is basically a one-click process. Yes. Because you don't, in that first application, you don't need to be super thorough. You don't want to be super thorough because they're getting a million applications. So it should just be a very short application where you talk a little bit about yourself but it should be short and i did that so many times and the apartment that i ended up getting it was actually a couple trying to find someone to move in after them so that they could get out of their contract early earlier and they literally just had it up for like 10 minutes and only invited the the first three parties that that sent an application. Mm-hmm. So it was literally just online for like five minutes. Yeah. And I don't know how often that happens, but that's the reason why I got lucky. Mm-hmm. So I think that's first part of being prepared. Served. Yeah. Yeah. I think, honestly, I think what really changed for me was exactly what you just said. Downloading the app and Scout 24 is not sponsoring this, by the way. No. Um, but yeah, like downloading the app and then also putting the push notifications. I do the same exact thing, and I like I click it, I click it, I click it, I click it. And honestly, it kind of just makes the process a lot easier because like at first I was just avoiding seeing application whatnot, but this kind of just makes it like like you said, it's just like a three second process or whatnot. But I think like and also I would say one of the good things about like just the subscription is that it like say it creates like a document for you that has all your information into it, um, and. This information also is everything that you need. It's everything that the real estate agent or whoever is like um, leasing out their place needs. And also it allows you to like implement your um, your pay, like your income per month. And then also... Um, yeah, they have a system, right, where you can pay and then basically they... it's. It, it sounds very sketchy, and I think it is a little bit sketchy, but it's probably what you're going to have to do is because it used to be that you would basically photocopy or scan your salary slips yes, and then and then uh, black out any personal information yes. and send that. But that's a very manual process, and they have a thing where you connect it to your online banking, yes. and, and just they click. just kind of log in on your behalf, see that you have a regular income, and then they just basically vouch for you mm-hmm. and say, yes, this person does have a regular mm-hmm. income. And it, from a privacy perspective, it all seems kind of bad, but I guess it does make things e- easier. Yes. From a privacy perspective, there is a hit or miss. But I will say this might be a little bit better than the other way because my friend was telling me that he got scammed and actually got – he was a um, – he was a victim of identity death mm-hmm. because he had sent his like application, but he did it manually and he did not black out mm-hmm. his like, oh my God. like his information, his bank confirmation. So he got, he had to go through all that type of process and stuff like that. So the one thing about email Scott is like, it doesn't require you to put all this personal information into your documents whenever you're sending, especially if you're sending these mass like messages and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. you don't really know who's you're acting. That's the fortunate thing. You don't know who you're sending your applications to. You could be sending your application to a scammer. Totally. You, know? you will be probably. You will be. There's so many scammers. Like that's, we've mentioned this on the last episode, but the last episode that we talked about this, 
there is a lot of because this situation is so dire and yeah. so many people really 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 need to find something now and they're willing to pay high prices mm-hmm. so people are taking advantage so you just constant you just have to have your shields up yes all the way yes yeah. so and now let's talk about preparing your application document like what should you have in this type of thing so i'm just kind of going by my Um, email scout document that they kind of prepared for me um in this document like the first page was just a picture of who i was um which just confirms my identity and then a well little... can we pause on that it's a little weird no that in germany still even with job applications it's changing now but it's still the norm that you submit a picture which is very weird and with... i think kind of like not the best especially where like discriminatory yes reasons. no it's terrible because it it just opens it it just you know all the biases and you don't have to be an overt racist it's just everybody has biases yes and even just putting the gender and then especially a picture it just it's just terrible it, but that's still the norm and i don't know why that would matter for a housing application it just makes no sense makes, whatsoever but. yeah and it's something that like i talked to rawat about too because we're also people of color and he was like yeah he's like he probably assumes that like obviously our applications are going to get even pushed down even more because not only are we immigrants not from this country But we're also people of color, and like there's just there, like you said, there's just a lot of biases about people like that. So it's not my preferred thing, but I love, like it's like it, it's it's a shitty like you. you like, once again, we just say finding housing in Berlin is a very difficult, difficult, difficult process to do. Um, but continuing in this like first page of the application, um, I put my name my like birthday also where i currently am living at um and then just put like some of my contact information and then also like my working status and like where i'm working and how much like income i'm getting which that also is something that like i don't like like putting into my thing because i mean like my income is good but like i also feel maybe like they'll pick somebody who has like a higher income no i mean not maybe i think the main thing that especially like i think in my case where it was the previous tenants essentially picking someone and recommending someone it was also based on sympathy mm-hmm. and i will actually i want to talk about kind of how you can how you should whenever you have the chance make personal connections because several times in my life that made a difference but in this kind of anonymous world of uh housing companies and real estate agents the number one factor that they will use to determine who gets the um the apartment is the salary and so if you don't have a salary yet because you because you're just moving here or you have a really low salary i really think it you should you know think about loopholes or things that you could do for example if you have parents who can just guarantee. temporarily well guarantee is one thing but also especially now that they that you can hook it up to the online banking Sydney, and they somehow yeah. they should just even like before you move to berlin if they can f- over a series of a few months just send you a few thousand euros to your account even if you're then paying it back to them yeah like right afterwards just that regular income on your bank statement 
might make it much easier to find something. That is very true. And like the one other thing about email scout is you choose which like income you want to show on your、mm -hmm. thing, so you can ignore that the fact you send them back, exactly like that. But that definitely could be like a really、um, good idea. The other alternative was like, okay, I'm just going to apply for housing that is cheaper. But I think yeah, they always go for. Um, even if you are well budgeted, like I am, you need a budget. dot com sponsor us.、Um, even if you are well budgeted, I think they still judge you based on it's. It's so fucking stupid. This is such a, such an annoying process. But here we are. We try. Okay, but the the regular employment、uh, where you're not in the probation period anymore and you have a regular income. That makes it a lot easier. Like、yes. if you don't have that yet, it's going to be even harder. So、mm. for the beginning, if you don't have a regular income or you're still in the probation period, the easiest thing might just be moving into a vigi where it's a personal、yeah. decision. The personal, and that's all. I would always say, like if you can go for the personal decisions, you might have a easier time. Um, a personal, you might have an easier time. I would say, um. Just navigating or getting something、um, a lot quicker and stuff.、Um, so the next page. Can you read this? <laughs> Wait. Ah, okay. You're showing me your Bewerbermappe, the PDF that Immobilien Scout is making for you. Okay, so it basically.、Um, It's basically your profile of what you want. Neues Wohnverhältnis. Basically, it says you're flexible in terms of the date. You you don't you're not opening a business. It's not like you're not looking for gewerbliche Nutzung. You're not looking for business use. It's it's purely private. You don't have any pets.、Um, you don't want to open a shared apartment or like、mm -hmm. a WG,、um, which is also something that. Many landlords aren't that keen on because it just complicates things for them, and it's just one single person, and that's all that you that you need. And then it has additional information. Bürgschaft, so that's basically someone vouching for you. It says nine.、Mm -hmm. That's something that you could maybe even if you wanted to check all the boxes, you know, you could have someone vouch、uh, for me, vouch for you. Um, although I don't know if it's it, it would really be necessary if you didn't have a salary at all.、Mm -hmm. Like if you know, for a student, you do want your parents or a friend or someone with a regular income、mm -hmm. who's willing to obviously take that responsibility and 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 turn in kind of that information.、Mm -hmm. um, Wohnberechtigungsschein, yeah. Are you sure? Do you have the VBS? I think we no.、Talked. Okay, so this this might be wrong. This is the special like this、oh. is like social housing. Oh yeah, no, I don't have that either. Yeah, yeah, you need to change that.、Um, and then you have Haftpflichtversicherung, which is、uh, a type of insurance that I talked about in the insurance episode. <laughs> Go listen to that. <laughs> It's boring but important.、Um, and yeah, and then it asks if you've ever been insolvent. So basically. Just a bunch of information. Then you have your shufa. Very nice. We talked about that in the last episode.、Mm -hmm. Very, very necessary to have that when you're looking for an apartment.、And、get the paid one. Get the paid one. Yeah.、Uh, although it's bullshit, you could get it for free. But unfortunately, all of this money is just you know pairs in comparison, pales in comparison to the 
to not finding something. <laughs> yeah, because like uh, unfortunately, like I said you can choose not to, but there's going to be somebody who will do it. Exactly, and you're you're up against that person. You know exactly. Yeah, and then it has the the proof of income yes. through. Yeah, through their system. And I can see, I haven't seen this yet, but okay. So basically they just access your online banking mm -hmm. and then you can you can select which types of income you want to mm -hmm. show um, and you just pick them and they basically print it and they print kind of who sent it and what the what the name name, yeah. name of the transfer was and the amount. So if you're having like your parents transfer it, they should pick a good name. Yes. They should put like some work, like like be a freelancer, you know, <laughs> like yeah, something like web design services, regular <laughs> income. I yes. don't know something, something vague, but also something like oh, okay, it's I, regular, yeah. it's forever, yeah, it's yeah, permanent. <laughs> um, but like, if you are doing this yourself without the help, make sure like emphasize black out personal information. They like, and if you're afraid that they'll ignore you for that. You should no real estate agent or no like actual company should be expecting your personal information, especially just in this first beginning application process. If exactly. they are, that is tricky and that is a scam, maybe. But don't trust that. But do not put your personal information out there. Exactly. Maybe if you have all this, and then you're in the final stage, and they do want you to sign the contract, but they're like, "Hey, we but." we would at this stage we would actually like to see your salary slip mm -hmm. that's one thing but don't just randomly s send your salary slips or or uh, mm -hmm. personal id around to strangers like yeah yeah exactly good point the next thing that i um, put into this application was also my confirmation of my payments for the rent that I did as well. See, that's also making it a little bit easier because it used to be, and maybe it, they, a lot of people still want it, but you used to have to get a letter from your previous or current yeah, tenant and then they have confirming that you don't have any debt towards them. And it looks like here you can also just pick from your online banking all the payments that you've mm -hmm. made and it just gives you a list. Yes. But so. I, I would say they probably still usually want that letter and your previous tenant is obliged, obligated by law to provide it to you. Mm -hmm. um, so get that letter. That is good to know. And that's honestly the last page of the document. And so all of this you're sending whenever you find a place that looks reasonable. You just say yes. like, apply and it sends all of that. Yeah, like especially on Emo Scout, um, I just like, it kind of automatically just does it. Because like when you have the like, paid version you can just like click send mm -hmm. my profile to them mm -hmm. um and i just yeah it's like a copy and paste type of thing and so how's that been going have you not one not one has responded to that thing <laughs> how not many times one. have you sent it i've sent it 35 times in the last two weeks <sighs> not one but like like i'm like i'm fake patient i'm thinking look it's the thing where you just Throw shit at the wall and you see what sticks. It's it's thirty five in two weeks. I'm like okay, like like this whole thing is like I'm trying to trial myself for six months because that's how because with the emo scout another stupid thing is you have to pay for like the subscription like with like a contract. So like this subscription that I have is the twenty euros a month for six months. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then they have one for like 30 euros a month for three months. It's quite stupid. But um, yeah, I'm like, okay, for these six months, I'm just going to try. I would I will send 200 applications if they are in like my preferred like um, rail. So I think this, you have to do this. And it is what you said. Like it's, it's what did you say? Throwing things against the wall and see what sticks. Mm -hmm. So you have to do that. But let's also talk about alternative methods it sounds so scientific mm -hmm. just kind of what we already mentioned personal connections like i think the number one thing obviously is kind of activate your network like mm -hmm. everybody who you work with your friends your acquaintances everybody should know that you're looking mm -hmm. and you have to remind them i catch myself forgetting oh yeah like you know like you, yeah i need to search because people tell you all the time like by the way i'm looking for a new place and you start forgetting so kind of it you have to be a little bit annoying and tell everybody like hey just you know i'm still looking for an apartment if you know anybody and then like really have everybody basically everybody should have you in mind as soon as they hear oh my neighbor is moving places like my neighbor mm -hmm. just told me we're moving out Everybody on your behalf should be like, okay, can like what's happening to the apartment? Can can you maybe recommend my friend as yes. the next tenant? Those connections are always important. Those connections are the best because I really believe just just as with jobs, mm -hmm. most apartments don't even end up on Scout. Mm -hmm. I think with jobs, it's something like 60, 70, 80% of jobs never get posted to the internet because so companies already have a pipeline of people they want to hire. Mm -hmm. And the same with these apartments. They just They, you know, even the people who work at these housing companies, they probably know a million friends mm -hmm. who are looking. So they just go to those. And so basically, whenever somebody moves out, you should hit them up and say like, hey, can you recommend mm -hmm. the next tenant? Mm -hmm. And can that be my friend? Because to the housing company, that just makes it easier mm -hmm. to them. For them, posting to Scout and dealing with... 5,000 applica applications is just a hassle and money. Mm -hmm. And so it makes it easier for them as well. And then also, if the, this is a little less personal maybe, but still more personal than Scout, is if you, you basically, <laughs> it's hard to explain this. So I live in an apartment mm -hmm. and my housing company, uh, I have there's a person that works at that housing company who's responsible for like my building and several other buildings. I can call them and I've done this and said, Hey, I have someone who's looking. who's looking can, and this is the profile they're looking in these areas of Berlin and, and maximum price. Can you tell me when something opens up mm -hmm. and not all of the housing companies will do it, but some of the smaller ones We'll do it. They'll mm -hmm. be like, okay, yeah, we'll tell you when something opens up before it goes on the internet. Mm -hmm. So like really trying to kind of activate people personally. And then when you get there, mm -hmm. I mean, if if it's one of those uh, housing, uh, what are they called? Besichtigungen, like the... Agencies? You no, know, when you go and visit the place and look at the place. Just the viewings? Yeah, the viewings. Yeah. If it's if it's a viewing where, they, where it's just open and mm -hmm. they invite everybody... It's game over. You can basically yeah. turn around. Don't spend half your Sunday in the line. I saw a yeah. thing on social media the other day where it was like literally 500 people in line to view one apartment. Wow. And it's just like, just turn around and enjoy your Sunday. Like yeah. wasting your time. Mm -hmm. But the good housing companies will still 
limited to like five people or 10 people and they will give everybody a 15 minute slot mm -hmm. or sometimes maybe you're there with one other person but they're not letting 500 people go at the same time mm -hmm. use that time i i literally got an apartment because the person who was showing the apartment liked me and mm -hmm. i talked to him and i told him about my life and and made a connection like don't just go there and take pictures and say okay i'll send my or like, a lot of people will take pictures and they're like okay so how do i apply and then they're like okay yeah you need to either leave your printed application or send it via email usually they, they want it via email now and people just like okay and they leave no make a personal connection like it's, so yeah, yeah i would love to talk more about that was like my next topic is like when you are there in that room with them like How do you make that personal connection with them? What questions are you asking them as well? And like, what should you do in that 15 minute slot? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a dance because you don't want to be kind of obnoxious and crazy or super desperate, but you also don't want to go and just, you know, behave as if you were a number. If you don't want to be treated like a number, you also kind of have to. I don't know, behave. Remind yourself. You're I don't know. You just have to be kind of normal and, and ask any questions that you have. Mm -hmm. Don't ask, maybe don't like, don't be overly critical or don't be like, oh, I don't like that, you know, but ask any honest questions that you have. Tell them like, hey, I, you know, if you like the place, tell them, I love the place. I would love to move in. Um, here's my application. What else can I do? Um, send the email right away. Mm -hmm. Thank them. Thank them for being there and giving you the time. Have everything ready. Send it right away, right? Like have your thing, have your application ready, printed. The PDF you showed me, you can print out. Have everything ready and printed. Then also follow up via email. Send it right away. And yeah, make make a conversation. I mean, I think most of the time it's just an employee of a housing company and maybe it doesn't make such a big difference. But in my case, it was the actual tenant who mm -hmm. showed me the place. And if it's the actual tenant, chances are they want someone they they also like yeah. you know, to live there. And they also, I think what's really important to a lot of tenants is that they don't want people moving in and out all the time. Mm -hmm. So if you can make a case that you're going to stay there for a long time, basically mm -hmm. saying like, hey, I, I, I have a job here and I plan to live here mm -hmm. for a long time without feeling fake. All of those things matter, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, it's very important, yeah, to make those connections. And I'll also say um, another thing, like, it's very important, like, if you don't feel the vibe of the place, that's also okay, too. Um, I remember there was one place that you had suggested to me um, and it was nice, but like, I didn't love it, love it, you know? And I think that's also something to keep in mind too, is like, if you can, if you have the privilege to, don't be desperate. Yeah, it's such a delicate balance, yes. but I, before I got the place that I live in now, I visited, I viewed many other apartments mm -hmm. And I was a little desperate mm -hmm. and I applied to many of them. And in retrospect, I'm so happy that I didn't get them because the place that I ended up getting is so much better. Yeah. But it's hard when you're in that situation, especially if you don't have a place that's 
not great, but um, but at least it's permanent. Mm-hmm. I mean, many people are in the situation where they're like, I need to find something in the next month or two months, otherwise I'm I'm homeless, essentially. I mean, it's hard to then make those calls. But I agree. Like, if you the best, I think basically what you're doing is the best the best strategy where yeah. you have a place that's not perfect, that's not you know forever but you're under no particular time pressure because yes. then you can kind of have boundaries and decide, okay, this is, I'm not feeling it. Yes. And I learned this lesson from the last place. Like the first place I was living, it was for, I think like six months, like my first six months that I was here. And to be fair, I didn't start looking for a place until that last month. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, was there so much anxiety, mm-hmm. so much anxiety. If you can, like, like, even if you're living in a place for a month, and I know it's exhausting, y'all, I know it is, but keep looking. Like, mm-hmm. like there should be, like, like, I'm just saying this, like, just from an, an anxiety perspective, there should be no time where you're not looking. Um, And like I said, you don't have to put that much effort into it. Like, if you're using Emo Scout, download the app, look at, like, whenever something comes up, apply for it right then and there. Because, like, there's nothing worse. There's a lot of things that are bad. But one of the worst experiences that I had was just trying to find good, decent housing in that last month. Because in that last month, if you're looking, you're going to be desperate. And you're not going to, like, like find, what, like, a most suitable, like, environment, you know? So I would say if you don't have to, like, rush, then start looking now, too. It's like put in... 1% effort, at least 1%. And that will do you, I think, a lot better. You might not find something tomorrow, but at least you're getting into the habit of doing it. Because to be fair, you you won't find anything tomorrow. Maybe you will. Great for you if you you do. But like most times, you're not going to find something tomorrow. So I think it's just best to like be as like diligent as possible. And that's just something I'm telling myself too, because I'm a big procrastinator. Um, and I'm like, okay, Jay, we, we, we got to learn. Our, we got to learn some lessons now. <laughs> yeah. And the boundaries also... Um, apply to pricing because there are the scams that are like actual scams where they're I don't know stealing your identity or just robbing you of money but then there are the scams where it's like yeah they're actually giving you the apartment but they're charging you 2,000 mm-hmm. euros just because they put a chair in there and now it's furnished yeah that's a scam too and it's like I understand if you kind of have to do it for the first three months or whatever but don't don't give up at that point and be like yeah. okay well I'm paying two thousand for a tiny apartment, and and it's they're getting away with it because it's quote unquote furnished. Mm-hmm. No, like that should not be a permanent situation. You, you remember how much I was paying for him in the first place I was living in? I don't nine hundred. And and but that nine hundred sounds okay. It wasn't. It was. I mean, to be fair, I guess what you get for it, like it was furnished and there was a cleaner or whatnot, but still, like nine hundred compared to like the average rent, it was a lot more. Yeah, I get um, it. I mean, yeah, for for a shared room, nine hundred is a lot, but I I hear it more and more now. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if it's an actual, I think we explained this in the other episode, but if it's an actual apartment with the actual contract and it's not furnished, mm-hmm. there is a limit to how much they can charge because yes, there's laws. For sure. And my apartment is quite affordable, mm-hmm. but it's also because they can't legally charge more yeah. because whatever is like the medium in that area, that's what they can charge. I don't, I can't explain the details, but 
basically that's what you're going for. You shouldn't try to find something that's furnished or some kind of temporary housing where these laws don't apply. Mm-hmm. Try to find an actual place at some point. Yes, I agree. So there's one more thing I wanted to discuss is that introduction message that you send mm-hmm. um, online. So I want to read you mine and let me know if this is good or if maybe we can like do some editing on did it. Did you write it or did ChatGPT write it? It was a mix. A mix. <laughs> it was a collaboration. As, as everything you <laughs> as everything. write these days. It was AI assisted. <laughs> That's how I call it. Okay. Hello, I hope you are well. My name is Justin, and I'm currently looking for a new home in Berlin. I came across your real estate offer and and am very interested in learning more about it. As a tenant, I attach great importance to being responsible, respectful, and punctual in my rent payments. I work as a manager in a media production company, which guarantees me a stable income to pay the rent on time and assure a well-kept apartment. I'll be very happy to have the opportunity the opportunity to discuss your property in more detail and see if it is suitable for both of us. Please let me know when you are available for a message or a viewing. Thank you for your thank you for considering me as a potential tenant, and I look forward to hearing from you soon. Best regards. And I convert this to German. So, yeah, I was going to ask: Is do you send this in English or in German? Usually? German, German. Okay. Do you want to read the German version? <laughs> <laughs> Hallo, ich hoffe es geht dir gut. Oh Meine wait, wait, Ding- stop, stop, stop. It says, es geht dir gut? Okay, so that's the informal okay. uh, address, and you don't want to use that uh-huh. with uh, with a situation like this. So that's it. See, the, I hope you don't mind that we're doing this on the air. No, no, it I was your idea. To. I wanted to. Um, yeah, you should have a native speaker read through that translation. Can you edit this? Yes, I will edit it. <laughs> See, See no, but like this is why like, that's I want a to little because like I yeah. Depending on who's reading this, they might be offended because it's not formal. Formal, it's interesting. Informal. What do you like? What are you supposed to say? Z is the formal address. It's Chocolates. so like because English is so much like we don't have this like formal and informal like structure. You do a little bit. You wouldn't. You wouldn't use hey the what's first up? name. Yeah, you would. You would address if there was a person. Which, by the way, that's the one thing that I did do every single time when sending this automated message i because often it does have the name of the person kind of responsible yeah that's true and i would always change the address i would be put gotcha. Geerter, Herr yeah. Schmidt, dear mr yeah. smith okay. you know and so that's something that i would do and then yeah definitely use the formal and otherwise i thought the message was very good a little long to my taste. And I don't okay. think anyone's gonna i'm trying to um i, I just logged into my profile oh that's nice i still have the the final message here in my profile is the apartment that i actually got and it has the little (laughs) picture of my living room with no furniture in it it's all grayed out but see this is my living room when it was on the internet uh look at that price price 530 euros (laughs) (laughs) wow oh my god and this is what i'm not giving up i'm like it is possible that i see people do it it is possible so um do you want me to read you my message yes it's much shorter i'm not saying it's the correct one but uh, it worked okay so i'll i'll read it in german first sehr geehrte damen und herren in this case uh there probably wasn't a personal name, so I just put the, the general one. Ich würde mich sehr freuen. Ah, hold on. No, this is not a good example because I had been in contact with them before. That's the other 
thing. Um, like you end up writing the same person many times because mm -hmm. they have more than one apartment online. And then I would tell them like, I would like to see this one as well. Okay, so my message was uh, sehr geehrter Herr so-and-so. Ich würde mich sehr freuen, diese schöne Wohnung besichtigen zu können. Ich bin 32 Jahre alt, I was young, und bin als Medienproduzent und Trainer bei Easy Languages tätig. Nach einer längeren Weltreise bin ich zurück in Berlin und suche hier eine Wohnung auf Dauer im Berliner Norden. Mit freundlichen Grüßen, Manuel Salman. So, basically it says, Dear so-and-so, um, I would be delighted to get the chance to view this beautiful apartment. Sometimes I change that a little bit, I think. I'm 32 years old and work as a media producer and trainer at Easy Languages GmbH. That was my title back then. Uh, I think I think I made that up. <laughs> But <laughs> It worked. <laughs> we didn't have titles. Um, after returning from a uh, world's trip of several years, I moved back to Berlin and am looking for an apartment, for a permanent apartment in the north of Berlin. Uh, and then mit freundlichen Grüßen, sincerely, and then my name. So what Very were the short. key aspects of your message that you feel is needed, but and then yeah. the ones that aren't, like, that's just extra stuff? I think the, the key things is you want to say that you're, that you're looking for something um, permanently and that you're employed. I mm -hmm. think basically, I think maybe the, the sweet spot is somewhere in between yours and mine. I think mm -hmm. mine, now looking at it, I mean, it's very short, but I also feel like Especially if you're sending automatically sending all those documents, yeah, you don't need to go into depth, and That's they're not going to read the whole letter. They're getting they're getting inundated with these mm -hmm. messages, and most of the answers that I see here are fully automated. Like the mm -hmm. ones that answered, it was just like a automated. Like, yeah, like here's That's why I noticed there's too. an open view viewing. Open viewing is open viewing. Else. No, oh, open, open viewing. viewing. Okay, mm -hmm. there's an open viewing at this date. You're welcome to come, or just nothing, or sorry, it's already gone. It's not like Yeah, it, the message should be professional and good, mm -hmm. but it should be very short, mm -hmm. I think. Let's let's see. So the the one that I ended up getting, oh, let's see there's a whole message history here. Um yeah, it was the previous tenant and she just wrote um I'd be happy to have you here for a viewing and then she gave me a concrete date and time. And yeah, and they just did that for for like three people. And I immediately replied, let's see, she wrote at 7.50. I replied less than an hour later saying, yes, I would love to come. And, uh, and then I went. And then also, okay, this is a little, um, a little... I, I felt a little dirty about that, but <laughs> it's really what, what you have to do. What did you do? So because it was them trying to find someone to move in. Yes. There is a few things that happen uh -huh. when that happens because they have the power, right? Yes, like they yes. have the power and they have, everybody wants the apartment and they're going to recommend one person to the tenant. Mm -hmm. So number one, when you move out, you are obliged to leave the place 
essentially renovated. Like you have to paint the walls when yeah. you move out. That's in every contract that I know of. It says when you move out, you have to paint the walls. Mm -hmm. And so when you find a next tenant because you're moving out earlier, they're always going to be like, oh yeah, and can you paint the walls? Like basically they make you sign that. Yeah. yeah. And then you just <laughs> end up not doing it. I actually did end up doing it or mm -hmm. having it done because the walls needed to be painted, but they didn't do that because mm -hmm. I agreed that it's fine, that they can leave without. That's number one, fine. And oftentimes, you know, it's fine. You don't probably even need, need to paint yeah. the walls. Um, and then the other thing is they were like, well, we're also trying to um, sell some of our furniture. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they didn't pressure me at all. They were like, which of these things would you be interested? <laughs> and and I, I don't know if I asked them or they had it ready already, but essentially they gave me a list of everything that they wanted to sell mm -hmm. and the price that they kind of suggested. Mm -hmm. And all in all, it was, I think, 1,200 euros. And that stuff was not worth 1,200 yeah. euros. I, so what I ended up doing, it's very a very privileged thing to do, but I literally said, I'll buy all of it at the price that you suggested. I even considered saying, I'll even pay you more. Yeah. But like that's how much we wanted that apartment. Yes. That it was like, okay, a thousand euros is nothing. Uh, yeah, So for that. Yeah, so we're just like, and yeah, I felt like saying, I'll even pay you more at that point. It, you know, it's like bribery. Like at yeah. that point, it just feels <laughs> too dirty. For sure. But I literally just said, we'll buy all of it at the price that you suggested. And... um I think they also really generally like I think they liked us so that I, I can't tell bonus, how much yeah. each thing influenced but I can't but, yeah but you made it easy for them very easy I and, mean and that is like also just a very important thing it's, it's like well, once again like you they have the power and mm -hmm. if you can make this as convenient as possible and like just kind of be a little bit more submissive to the situation you might do better because if you put yourself in their shoes would you rather have somebody who's just going to buy all the furniture would you rather or someone who's going to be like well actually you have to do that yourself you know you and you have to have boundaries because i have read that these things happen now and someone will sell you their furniture for thirty thousand. yes euros. yes i've had like five thousand and i'm like what the and fuck? that you know that that's criminal yeah in their case, like I ended up selling or giving away all of it, mm -hmm. uh, and it was maybe I got like two or two hundred or three hundred euros back, so I did lose on that trade, but fine, whatever, like it was worth it, and it wasn't at the level where I felt like it was completely unethical, yeah, yeah, that's but sure. but yeah, you have to kind of know what your limits are, yes. but that doing something like that obviously does help, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very true. It's a, it's a game. It's a game. It's an exciting game. But yeah, I, I, I feel like be patient. Um, keep trying <laughs> and don't give up. <laughs> <laughs>